everybody. Welcome to church. We got about five minutes before the service starts, so here are some church appropriate dance moves you can do whenever the spirit moves you. So get on up and let's sweat to some scriptures. Or maybe not. Or just, just here we go. One, two, three, four. Shirts sure on the face. See it on the face. Yeah. Bring it together. Here we go. Let it go. You take the stone. You let it go. You're unhindered by armor. Let that elbow sway. Elbow. 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 Okay. One of my personal favorites. Resurrection. You gotta get down. To get back. Keep working, guys. Keep working. You're doing great. I'm doing great. I'm getting a little tired. Crush it. Crush it. Get crushed it. Crush it. We got to stomp her. Stomp her. Stomp her. You're crushing it. Crushing it. Crushing it. This is not me. Coming at the end. We'll 
that you've taken the time to join us this morning in worshiping God together. If you'd like to continue to support Marietta Adventist Church during this time, you're more than welcome to visit our website at MarietaAdventist.org and click on Give. You can also just mail a check. No matter what, whether you support us monetarily or just with your online presence, we're glad that you're here with us this morning. We hope that you have a happy Sabbath and that you receive a blessing. Good morning. I hope that you've had a fantastic week, whether that's been uh, just being stuck at home, binge watching movies that you've always wanted to watch or catching up on your favorite TV shows. Maybe you've enjoyed reading a book that has been sitting on your bookshelf for some period of time, but I hope this past week hasn't been too bad that you've actually, instead of surviving, you've been thriving. But I'm glad that you're here because uh, Sabbath is a wonderful day to remind ourselves that it's not us who are in control, but God. In fact, uh, several weeks ago, I watched a video, an Instagram video from a pastor up in Portland, Oregon, who is a non-Seventh-day Adventist pastor, but has been keeping uh, Sabbath for several years, has actually said that Sabbath saved his marriage and his family life by unplugging. So he turns his phone off for 24 hours from Friday sundown to uh, Saturday evening sundown. And right before he was going to turn his phone off, he shared how the previous week had been the most stressful week of leadership that he had ever been through, trying to navigate as a church leader, as a pastor, how does he allow his church to still gather, to, to still function as a community in the midst of a uh, pandemic and isolation and quarantine. And he found comfort in the very gift of Sabbath, which is it is a reminder that God is in control and that we are not. I don't know where you're watching this morning, but uh, some of you might be on Facebook or you might be on your couch uh, Chromecasting it through Vimeo to your uh, television. Uh, but I'm glad that you're here and we're going to have an opportunity to interact with one another this morning through some uh, reflection questions, whether you want to grab a journal and a, and a pen, whether you want to just use these questions to discuss with those around you, uh, within your family. Uh, but we're, we're excited that uh, we can still gather together in a, in a way as a church uh, on Sabbath. And so we're praying that uh, this would be an awesome time for us to just kind of rest and renew ourselves in how wonderful Jesus is. And so before we begin, we'd like to spend some time together as a congregation in prayer. And so we're going to pause for about a minute and then I will close us with, uh, with prayer and then we'll get right into our uh, topic for today.
God, we want to thank you for today and just the, the Sabbath, and we're asking that you would be with us. Lord, there, we are in a time where uh, there's a lot of anxiety, there's a lot of uh, just uncertainty about the future, and so just may you remind us today that you are the one who is in control and that we can trust in you. For praying this in Jesus' name, amen. This has been a time where many of us have had to make adjustments. Uh, I know that I've seen firsthand the adjustments that teachers have had to make as my wife has sought to teach first and second graders online. Which, I mean, how difficult can that be when you're first and second graders? I remember myself in first and second grade, how my attention span lasted, wait, what was that? Oh, like 30, 30 seconds, five seconds. Um, and now she's over here trying to, to teach first and second graders through uh, an online interactive way and Chris is very high energy and so I see the amount of effort that she's had to put in to adjust because of this uh, coronavirus and so I'm wondering what ways have you had to adjust uh, in, in your lifestyle or in your just way of, of living because of this uh, coronavirus not necessarily looking for you to say well we've just had to stay home although that could could be a, a major one but what what other ways, what creative ways have you come up with uh, to help in this adjustment time? Adjustments sometimes can uh, bring anxiety, and right now is definitely a very anxious time. Uh, I actually had a collegiate call me this past week, uh, wanted to just pick my brain on what I thought the COVID-19 uh, virus had to do with the end of time. And I've definitely seen some conspiracy theories circulating online about how this has been predicted in the Bible, and that means that we're just that much closer to Jesus. In fact, there was this, this lady who made this prediction. She talked about a dream that she had had and how God told her that the famine or that the famines or pestilences were kind of like a direct judgment because the world had become so worldly and so this collegiate calls me and he's like pastor Luke what I want to, I want to hear what your thoughts are on this and so I simply directed him to uh, the wonderful counsel of the Bible as well as encouraged him that anytime somebody s tries to speak on behalf of God we should always measure what they're saying or compare what they're saying to the character of God expressed in the person of Jesus but the the, the underlying factor is still the same. People are feeling an increased level of anxiety because of the adjustments that we're all having to make because of this pandemic. Luckily, or thankfully, the disciples also went through a time where their anxiety just skyrocketed because of an unforeseen storm that arose. If you have your Bibles, I want to invite you to turn with me to the Gospel of Mark, and we're going to be picking up in chapter 4, verse 35. I'm going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible, and so I just encourage you to read from whatever Bible you have uh, there with you, whether that's electronic uh, or also in print. But Mark chapter 4, verse 35. You see, this is a story of, of Jesus and the disciples. They're traveling, and they're, they're in a boat, and they're traveling to the uh, country of the Gerasenes. And as they're traveling, they encounter a storm. 
Picking up in verse 35, it says, On that day when evening came, he said to them, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Here are the disciples who are experienced sailors. They're, they're fishermen by trade, many of them. And so they've definitely spent some time on the sea. And yet here they are in the middle of a storm. And the waves are, are so violent that they're crashing into the, to the side of the boat and flowing over inside uh, where, where there's presumed safety. And so the disciples have this sense of security taken from them because the boat... Is, is on the verge of sinking. And I think this is a time when we as, as individuals who live in America who often have this uh, American invincibility complex where we think, yeah, these bad things, they happen outside of the United States, but, but we're under the red, white, and blue, and so we're going to be perfectly safe. But here we have a, 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 uh, an enemy that has shown up on our doorstep in the, in the form of a virus that is forcing us to self-quarantine or to isolate, that's helping us, or not helping us, forcing us to, to maybe uh, potentially file for unemployment because our jobs are, are closing, or maybe we're, we're forcing, uh, forcing us to dip into our savings because we have to stock our pantries with food because we don't know how long this is going to take place. And so anxiety can be, can be filling up. This is a storm that has hit us. And our sense of security, being in America, might be being taken from us. Often we place our security in, in maybe our job, maybe our health, maybe our relationships, maybe the, the housing situation that we live in. So the question I want to ask you is, what gives you a sense of security? Take the next 30 seconds and discuss with those among, uh, around you, as well as write it down in your journal if you're journaling. But leave a comment in the comment section below. The disciples have had their sense of security ripped from them as these waves crash into the inside of their boat. And in the midst of this, Jesus is nowhere to be found, right? He's not acting. He's not meeting the storm head on. And so the disciples, they, they, maybe they look around and, and where is Jesus, right? That's the natural question that would arise. And often when a storm hits our lives, we think that if Jesus isn't acting immediately, then that means either one of two things. Either he doesn't care or it's a type of judgment. In fact, as we pick up in the story in verse 38, Mark chapter 4, verse 38, we see that the disciples believed one of these two ways. You see in verse 38, it says, Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on the cushion and they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? See, often when, when Jesus doesn't act immediately, whether that, that's through some adversity that we have uh, met, wh whether that was we were doing really, really well in that class, we had worked super hard to bring our grade up, and now school has transitioned to online, but we don't have the tech technology to, to keep up with the course load, whether that's we were uh, ready for that promotion, whether we were ready for that next step in life, but because of this uh, pandemic that we face, we're kind of put... Uh, 
everything's kind of halted. Uh, sometimes when Jesus doesn't act immediately, we think, well, it's because he doesn't care or because it's a type of judgment. And it causes us to do some, some inner searching. And here the disciples, they, they go and they find Jesus asleep, asleep in the middle of a storm. What peace Jesus must have had in his father's care to be able to sleep in a storm that caused experienced fishermen to think that they were going to die. And they they wake him up and they ask him, Teacher, Rabbi, do you not care that we are perishing? And what Jesus does is so profound. Because when he's woken up, it says in verse 39, He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. Jesus doesn't even address the question that they've just asked him. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Instead, he rises and he acts. In verse, 41, it said, or in verse 40, it says, And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Often, if Jesus isn't acting, we don't think that his presence is there. Often, if he's not answering our prayers, or if he's not coming through in, in the clutch, we don't think that he's journeying with us through life. But just because he's not acting doesn't mean that his presence is not there. And so I want to give you the next 30 seconds to think through what, what ways have Je- has Jesus been present in your life in the past several weeks? The power of presence is severely underrated. Several years ago, when I was in high school, I was playing a hockey game, and I had been hit from behind. And as I was hit, I lost feeling in my legs. And so I I tried to get back up, but I couldn't. And a a sense of panic started to to come over me as, as I didn't feel anything below my waist. My teammate rushed over to me and asked, Luke, are you okay? And I, I told him quickly that I couldn't feel my legs. And so he, call, he urges the, the medical staff that is there for that tournament to, to come on. And they step onto the ice and they, they quickly scamper over to me. And, and before I know it, I'm, I'm being carted off on a stretcher and being placed into an ambulance. The most terrifying thing about all of this is that I had to go through it without my mom because I had traveled with a uh, teammate of mine, and so my mom wasn't even there for the tournament. But as I'm in the ambulance, my uh, teammate's mom calls my mom, and I remember the conversation because I just said, Mom, I'm in the back of an ambulance. She said, Okay. Is everything okay? I said, Yeah, I think so. I can't feel my legs. And my mom said, okay. And then that was really it. But the fact that I knew, even though my mom wasn't there physically, but my mom was there, it gave me this sense of of peace that just kind of uh, just enveloped my, my entire body. And so when I went to the hospital and as they took some x-rays and, and kind of poked and prodded, they found out that I just, when I had been hit, it had pinched a nerve. And so I just temporarily lost that feeling. And so after several hours, I started to regain feeling in my legs. 
but I'll never forget the impact of just hearing my mom's voice and knowing that no matter what, even though she wasn't there physically, that she was still there. The power of presence is underrated. God has promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so in this time of uncertainty, when our security has been disrupted, when we've had to make adjustments, may you be encouraged that even if it doesn't look like God is acting, that he is present. He, show, he has shown us that how much he wants to be present in our lives by performing the greatest act of all time when he stood in our place to take our sins. And so may we be encouraged when he has told us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. God bless. I hope you have a wonderful Sabbath.